This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And let's jump in. But I will rely on you a little bit tonight. I want to pull your comments in and your thoughts. If you're watching on Getter, I can bring them in easily. If you're watching on Facebook or DLive, I can also bring those in. If you're on Rumble, I'm sorry, but I can't. And you can't comment on Twitter. Anyway, I'm waffling. Tonight, I want to talk about the title was Failed Institutions, Deep State, and as Individual Conscience the solution or the way forward. Um, we, What we see around us is, I guess, chaos in many shapes and forms, whether it's financial, whether it's social, uh, the destruction of identity, attack on civil liberty, attack on our Christian institutions. And then we have the deep state in the middle of that. Now, deep state is not something I've looked at a lot, so I'll not delve deep into that. Can I rely on you to put your comment in on that uh, and individual conscience? But first, I'm just back. So I've got my little, I'll put my nativity scene up. There's my, there's baby Jesus in the manger. And there is Joseph. And there is Mary. And there are some little donkeys. So I have to put them up on the back. I didn't have time. And I didn't think you could see them behind me. I do have a Christmas tree. See my Christmas tree? Beside my Trump hat. But you can't really see it, so I'll have to fix it. I just shoved it behind me and I jumped on. So apologies for that. I will fix it and I'll put baby Jesus in the manger, pride a place behind me. <clears throat> and I've also got a cough. I was coughing the whole way back in the plane, which I'm sure scared. That's probably why the people beside me wore a mask, because <laughs> I kept coughing. <laughs> so I uh, happily polluted them uh, but they had a very tight fitting mask i actually saw someone with two air canisters beside them they weren't on the same plane uh, and i thought how brave you are coming out into this big bad dangerous world with your air filtration system i always want to go to people and say i'm so proud of you you're so brave but i, I didn't i was rushing to my aircraft anyway sorry i'm waffling forgive me for waffling let's jump in Failed institutions. Well, what we're seeing around us is we have well, we have our financial systems collapsing. Uh, we had Ed died on a few weeks ago, and I would really encourage you to watch that. Finance, economics is not something we have uh, focused on a lot, and that's something I got pulled up by Steve Bannon. He said, you have to focus on the economics, and we had Ed Dardon, who did that, and we'll have that on more regular. I think we'll try and have at least a monthly slot focused on the economic side uh, because we have been more focused on the social side. But economics plays a big part, and we see our failed institutions in that. We see our banking system hasn't even recovered from 2008. They then went into a self-inflicted punishment for lockdown. They're an absolute mess on that. And with a debt of $3 trillion in the UK, which I know is nothing to you guys over there in the States, is nothing. But with a debt of that, with interest rates rising, uh, inflation up at 10%, we could be hitting a 80s stagflation of house price collapse, 
of high inflation, uh, interest rates very high, hitting mortgages, repossessions. I think what we saw in the 80s is just a a small part, a precursor to what we are going to hit. Most assessments I've come across have said this is going to be as big as the Great Depression. That's where we're facing. You do not go into financial crisis with zero cash in your hand. If you go in with no cash flow, you're in serious problems. I think we're going to have house repossessions. I think we're going to have job losses. People are not going to be able to pay for basic food items. And that lack of finance has a knock-on effect in the economy. If there's not surplus cash to spend on other things, they will get hit. So we're going to have that happen. This is all under a conservative government who are good for the economy. 12 years of conservative government. uh, We have had an absolute mess. They will blame Gordon Brown and Tony Blair for the financial crash 2008, but we've had 12 years of the Tories and they haven't even paid down our debt. We're still not in surplus. One of the few, few countries in the West that weren't able to get down to zero, having a surplus. We were still having debt and we went into this running a deficit of about 40 billion a year. That's now, wow, if only it was 40 billion a year, minus 40 billion. Uh, now it's going to be back to well over 100, 150 billion. It's just, it's impossible to pay that back. Um, so that capitalism will collapse. That's the financial side, the financial institutions. Then we have every other institution, we have our legal system has utterly collapsed. I've been involved with one legal case and we'll talk about it when when everything comes out, hopefully within the next two months. And it takes 10 months between court dates. Paperwork is not done. You chase it up, you chase it up. Things that should take a week take six months. The whole system has completely collapsed. And then on top of that, you put our judges who will not make a decision that goes against their best interests. And we saw that with Tommy when he was in court, that of course you can't have a fair trial with a judge that is political. That's our failure in our judicial system. Of course, our political system has collapsed a long time ago. And I think part of that, my personal opinion, I'll let you disagree. My personal thoughts are that as Christianity has been removed from politics, and I remember growing up, I remember looking at the front benches of parties and seeing individuals who were there because of their Christian faith, because they wanted to make a difference. And this goes back to all our institutions, our health, our education. Everything was through a sense of duty, of service to the nation, out of a Christian ethos and understanding. That's gone. You look at the front bench and now very few MPs will even say they're Christian. That's now a term of embarrassment or a negative connotation instead of a positive one. It's now linked with hate, with offence, with intolerance, instead of linked with loving your neighbour as yourself, a servant horse, a sense of duty, uh, looking after those who are worse off than you, it's been twisted and turned into something which is negative. So we've seen a collapse in our political I just want to touch on these and then I want to bring your comments. So again, if you're on Getter, I will go down. I'm going to pull them in. Please put down your thoughts and I will pull them in as and when I can. So give me five minutes. Because I can't keep talking. I do want to drink my whiskey as well. 
It is for my sore throat. It really is. This is my mint tea, which is my usual. I don't know if mint tea and whiskey go together. Anyway, that's another program. I'll talk to Tim about that. We have seen a collapse in our education system. We have seen a race to the bottom. We have seen conformity. We have seen a level playing field where excellence is punished. We So often now it is a, a lack of exams that everyone is now a winner. I mean, the last <coughs> school sports day I went to of my ones, and everyone got a medal. That's bullshit. Everyone doesn't get a medal. They're winners and losers. And they're people who lose, lose big time. People who win, win big time. Tell Elon Musk, tell Bill Gates, tell all those at the top, the sources of this world, that no, it should be a level playing field. No, bullshit. They tell us that we should remain poor while they remain rich. But that level of conformity of punishing excellence and creativity and reducing us all down to the same level where everyone is the same. That, again, it goes against, I would again argue, a Christian understanding that we are all unique. Everyone is made in the image of God. Everyone is unique. Everyone has a purpose, an individual-specific purpose. We all connect together as a jigsaw, we are not all the same. We don't do all the same things, but we all bring skills and excellence and abilities to the table. And that is now being knocked out of our children and they're told, just conform, just be the same, all be the same. That's where going in our education system, something I've become, become really concerned about. And I was delighted to have Sam Sorbo on the other week talking about homeschooling and how it fits into that. By the way, I did listen to three quarters of her book, got a quarter to go. <coughs> uh, really good. And I encourage you to check out Sam Sorbo on her site on education. Again, it's not something we focus on a lot, and I will remedy that. We will have a monthly slot on education as well as having a monthly slot on economics. So our education system has collapsed. Uh, where else our our religious institutions have collapsed? Well, Christianity has, but Islam is given a special place. Uh, we see our churches as weak, pathetically weak, no longer providing leadership, no longer providing guidance, no longer providing a moral framework. I mean, remember, do you remember during the Second World War? I don't remember. I read about it. But whenever C.S. Lewis gave, for instance, his weekly radio program, they kind of all connected into mere Christianity and all that. And it was giving a sense of guidance, moral perspective, spiritual understanding. It was keeping you connected to the spiritual level, not just the materialistic, and giving hope to people. Whenever they saw everything around them collapse, the attack, uh, six years of a war, and in the midst of that, you can find hope. And no matter where you are, no matter whatever the difficulty is, you can always have hope, depending what your hope is based on. But that's a whole other question. But for me, it doesn't matter where the raging seas are, where the crashing is around us, where the failures are around us. That's uh, that's relevant because to me, I have my eyes on a higher purpose and therefore I have confidence and are not affected what happens. I mean, I talk to those who have no faith and it is very difficult 
time for someone who does not have a faith because they all they see is what they put their hope in. Their hope is in the materialistic world. Their hope is in just what they can touch and feel, and there's nothing above that. And whenever what they can touch and feel collapses, your world falls away. And I understand how those who uh, do not have a faith, do not have a worldview that is a spiritual worldview, how if this is all they see, that they become quite depressed. Um, and I hope whenever we talk, we bring in a sense of hope and perspective and understanding and confidence and boldness and to push through whatever the situation is. And I would say that bad times always pass. They have in the past. And I believe this time it could be a worse dip, but you always come out of it in the end. So that is our our government, our financial system, our educational system, um, judicial system. It is all fallen away and we are living in a, a society where the institutions we once put our trust in, we once hoped in, we once had confidence in, have all disappeared, have all collapsed, and we are left as society scratching our heads wondering what does this mean going forward. So that is on where we currently are with the field institutions, and I want to go with the deep state and then talk about individual conscience, which was um, uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, we will call them Miss N just N, Miss N. Uh, and we were having this conversation and she dropped this thought in about individual conscience, taking ownership, taking responsibility, looking within yourself to what you can do instead of being affected by your surroundings, actually be a change, be a positive impact. And what does it mean, individual conscience? And I think we saw that spring up during the lockdown during the COVID tyranny where people said, this is not right and I'm going to stand and I'm going to do something. There were few, but I think we saw that in a way that I haven't, I don't think I've actually seen before, but I've never seen that level of tyranny and oppression in my lifetime in the UK. Those who lived under communism have seen it. Those who live behind the Iron Curtain, those who lived in Russia those who are over 45 will have experienced communism and the state taking control and the individual being reduced to an insignificant voice, insignificant impact in society. We in the West have always raised the individual up to their level of authority and importance and reduced the state. We are now moving to a position where the individual no longer has that, I guess, unique position and authority, but now... If we're the same, we are moving towards a, a communist system where everyone is accepted to toe the line, to fit into a totalitarian state model where what you're told is true and you better believe it. And if you don't, you will be punished for dissent. Right, let me come in. Right, give me some of your comments. Oh, and I can take a break from thinking for a moment. <laughs> uh, Pamela Cornbatch, watching live from Jacksonville, Florida. That's in the north of Florida, isn't it? Hmm. I've been looking at Florida recently, but it's, yeah, it's too hot. But I think that's north. Uh, Sandra Hart says, oops, I forgot you're in Texas. Whereabouts in Texas? Texas is too hot for me as well. Uh, Bob Moran, evening all. Uh, Julie X, hello, Hearts of Oak. Oh, shoot, you've got a cough too. I'm sorry, Julie. I would give you some of my, my whiskey, but you'll have to get yourself some or some hot brandy. 
Chris Davis said they failed through incompetence. Not failed through incompetence, but failed by design. Let's get on to that. That's the deep state conversation. And something I'm unsure of as such, as in having a conversation. So I want your thoughts on that. Um, Lightgiver says, that's the plan, Peter. You own nothing and be happy. Yep, you'll own nothing and be very depressed unless you worship Klaus Schwab, who'll be the new golden calf. Wise old sage, Tommy and Paul were great last evening. I haven't watched that. I saw the the email come through from, from Britain First, but I haven't yet watched that. So ice in your whiskey, no. <laughs> I can't drink straight whiskey. I really can't. It's too strong. And I like it a little bit diluted. So I'm sorry, Chris, for offending your whiskey connoisseur tastes. Um, Julie X, medical purposes only. Yeah. <coughs> oh, light giver. Honey and lemon first of all, thank you for all the medical advice. Yes, on that as well, don't worry. Wise old sage, have faith in TR. Yes, but it's not in TR we trust. To me, it's in God we trust. But TR is used. He's like an angel. <laughs> Has Tommy ever been called an angel? <laughs> He's not an angel. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Uh, yeah, Chris Davis, when the president of US, or you mean the former vice president, the present come on chris get it right former vp uh, or one of the residents of the nursing home which is the white house in the pocket of the ccp what chance have we got we always have chance always you look at history there have always been very dark episodes in history and those dark episodes have been pushed through and defeated because of good men and women who stand up and do what is right that's what we are trying to do in Hearts of Oak, and that's what you can do. So, yeah. Light Giver Ontario, Canada here. I'm sorry you're living in the uh, Communist Republic of Trudeau. Uh, any other? Sandra Hart. Thank you for your heart. Drop other comments in. So, Deep State. Now, come and talk to me about this. Because this is an area where I fear that I know David Clues does this very well in Unity News. And I haven't put the pieces of the jigsaw together as much. Um, that's simply because of, of lack of time, and others do it much better. So, uh, if only I had David Clues could jump on and he could give me 10 minutes, but he can't. I didn't ask him. That's why I should have. Next time, I'll get David Clues on. Um, <clears throat> Unity News, if you don't know, great. Absolutely do a great job. Uh, they're daily news programs. Uh, make sure and follow David Clues on Telegram and elsewhere. You know, it's great. I love what we do, building a, a network, a community of people all across the world. We've had like nearly 150 guests and the vast majority I can go back and have a good conversation with. Like I, I caught up with Robert Malone. We had dinner together, saw his recording studio, had great conversation and catch up with him. Uh, caught up with lots of other people and it's those connection those networks a couple of Stephen Cotlin who you want to have on sometime uh, fantastic individual one of the great minds really the great minds and he was speaking at the AFA conference Alliance, American Freedom Alliance conference I forgot there Karen Sigmund because Karen Sigmund was with us on Saturday it, I mean it all connects and it's absolutely fantastic that the doors have opened to connect us all together and it's not a a um it's not all above board. It's all through those relationships. It's not an official organizational connection, but 
it is through relationships you all realize the good that each other are doing and how we need each other to actually combat what we face. Anyway, enough of telling you how great everyone is who comes on Heart to Vogue. <laughs> you know that. Deep State. I do believe it is by design, and I'm still trying to get my head, and you may call me slow, I don't know, but I, I always want to be very careful about what we put out. It's too easy to fire out your first reactions, what you kind of think, without really understanding. And the last thing we want to do is put out misinformation. The last thing we want to do, and you tune in three times a week, and you sit and listen to all the guests we have on, to the news reviews on Saturday, and want to make sure that what we are putting out is something you can take away as truth, as factual to the best of our understanding, and not just far out whatever thought we have. But I do feel I am far down the rabbit hole. I don't know how far deeper I can go down. I don't know if I want to go much deeper down. But it is does seem by design, and... It does seem to be all about control. I have held off on the depopulation line because I cannot be certain. I'll let others say that and I'll nod along and accept what they say. And it all makes sense. But I, I, I kind of hold off on that a little bit. I think it is control, complete control. We are moving towards a ID system digital ID, without which you'll not be able to participate in society. We've all seen that. We've seen the WF being open and brazen about what they're doing. And that's a control. That's part of the uh, central bank digital currencies, the regulated crypto. We will have Bitcoin and not Bitcoin. And it's the opposite of what crypto is about, where crypto is about ownership and control. It's not completely about privacy because everything is available to see. Uh, so there is full accountability and tracing, but it is about it is yours. You own it. You're not relying on anyone else. It's not a 10-point note that's only worth 10 points if the Bank of England says it's worth 10 points. If the Bank of England say that's not worth 10 points more, it's not. Or inflation. If inflation's running at 10%, then that 10 points within seven years is worth nothing. <coughs> Crypto is different. Sorry, I should mute it when I cough. Crypto is different. Crypto gives you that control. And that's why it is the deep state. And I hold off on using that term because it's used so much. Um, it's just like the word controlled opposition is used so much. And I think it's used far too much. And people are labeled that, which I am loath to rush and say that I never want to criticize. I never want to point the finger and take down someone um, unless it's 100% true and we're all about what we can do positively and not about taking others down. So I'm always very wary and I'm wary of others who are quick to attack. Um, I think we can warn each other, but I think we need to be very careful of that line to treat other people uh, with respect, with human dignity. And not just to pull them down and attack them because they're wrong. And it could be because their position, what they're doing is out of ignorance. It may be that they're complicit. That is true. But it may also be out of ignorance. And it's sometimes difficult to know. So that's why I hold off on that. But the deep stake, give me your thoughts on 
on gather. Oh, oh God, are there more? <laughs> Chili says, Tommy is an angel. I say this to it. It just doesn't fit the thinking of an angel. I've never thought of Tommy as angelic. But he can be an angel without looking like an angel, I guess. Uh, Chris Davis, Trudeau stands with Chinese protesters. You can make it up. Shimmy didn't stand with the Canadians. I know. He says that that those in China have the right to protest and push back on government tyranny, but yet in Canada, they didn't. Like ever, Peter, did you watch Senator Johnson on Rumble? He had a meeting with doctors, etc. I watched some of it. Um, what? Who was, Ed Dowd was speaking part of it. I I saw a clip of Ed speaking, and I will watch more. Um, I mean, Senator Johnson is absolutely phenomenal what he's doing and i will watch that i will we'll repost it we'll put it out so watch on getter we'll we'll post that out certainly tomorrow on friday um so you can follow that canada's taking care of depopulation yeah uh chris davis oh i was in dublin saturday massive protest and march not even to mention the bbc you mean you got out of the pub chris <laughs> okay um i haven't seen that either um, send over stuff on that, Chris. Uh, anything, just email info at heartsofoak.org or DM us on, on Twitter, on Getter. Um, you can always get hold of us. But if you come across stuff like that, any any new times on it, then do fire it over. Some of the stuff I've bit out of sync simply because I've been away in the States for a week, so I'm a little bit out of sync of some of the stuff. When you're in and out of meetings, difficult to do everything else. Chris Davis, crypto was a Ponzi scheme. I beg to differ, although I'm not 100%. To me, why not? Um, we have had currency. We've had value currency based on gold. We've had currency based on government, so central banks. I think we can have currency based on maths, which is what crypto is, mathematical formula. And... If something it has value, then it has value. It's what someone will pay for it. So I, I think I think crypto is an extremely exciting prospect. It's been around a hell of a while since whenever Bitcoin came out. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's something that I've certainly followed it quite closely on a number of the uh, – of the currencies, including Bitcoin, I don't. I'm not a Bitcoin maximus like uh, John Valls would be. That that's it. I think actually there are many possibilities, and the strongest will survive. A range of them will provide different functionalities. Because remember, it's not just the currency; it's also a a computerized system that can be built on top of that. And um, that's what that's what Brand of London is big on about building a whole internet on on crypto technology, which is beyond me. So I'll not even get into that. I'm definitely not going to that. But drop more of your... Well, Christia says, yeah, if the government shut down the network, down goes, uh, down goes your money. Uh, if the, the, so the, the government made it illegal... Back in when was it on with gold? Was it the 30s, 1930s? 
someone gave me a debt when gold was illegal to own gold and you had to trade it, trade it in in the States and you get money which was less than what it was worth. Um, so that is partly that. Tomorrow you wake up and the the Bank of England devalues the currency by 50%. Or inflation's running at 10, 11, 12, 15, 20%, whatever it is. Then, I mean, some parts of Eastern Europe, inflation running 20 Turkey's running at, what, 80%? So in one year, all the money in your bank account is zero. At least with crypto, you have the control of it. Now, you need the mechanism to be able to use it and trade it. And that's what we are doing. We are have to have a subversive system to live, to survive, to trade, to communicate, to feed ourselves, that is possibly outside the reach of government if governments are tyrannical, which is where we are going. So I don't think we live in a a free democracy where we all have freedom of choice, freedom of speech, freedom of information, freedom of travel. No. All those things are gone. There is no freedom of travel. Absolutely not. There is no uh, freedom to uh, participate in different political parties. There is no freedom of speech. There is no freedom to communicate. There, Our freedoms are being absolutely wiped away. And I think crypto actually fits in that area, providing financial freedom and probably even wider with the whole IT network built on top of it. That's my thought, but Chris Davis has got me thinking. But I'm right, Chris, so all right. I could agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. I love that T-shirt. I need to get one. We need to have it actually available. We need to get. We need to sort our, our whole merch side and have that as one of our T-shirts. I could agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. Okay, come on. Some more comments down the side. Well, Chris, here yeah, we could go back to gold and silver. That is, could be, could be. That's where we could be going back to. But again, if the state make it legal, then what, you get arrested if you have it and thrown into jail or gets confiscated. I mean, there are no easy solutions to this. There are absolutely no easy solutions. So on the individual conscience, and then I want more of your comments because I don't want to talk all the time. I'm just saying how... Um, on watching on Getter. I can't see Rumble or the other ones. Um, Nanny Annie is there on DLive. Great to see you, Nanny Annie. We need to build DLive out as well. We often our focus is on Getter, on the website, on Rumble, on CloudHub. <coughs> Those are fantastic platforms to put out information, but we do need to keep our eyes open and make sure we're on the ball on everything else and build up Twitch, Twitter, well, Twitter depends, comes and goes uh, on Facebook, on everything else. Anyway, individual conscience. This is my take. That unless we become confident about what we believe is right, unless we become confident about what is true, in a society that says anything goes and there's no absolute truth. We see that with the whole gender debate. That, oh, there was one. There was one crazy TikTok video about some messed up, screwed up individual 
that prior to this day and age would be getting therapy and help for their issues, but instead they are trigender. So they are male, they are female, and they are nothing, non-binary, all at once, all at the same time. I mean, they need help. They really need help. There are some disturbed people in our society, and instead of helping them and fixing their mental issues, that we are now promoting that as the norm and celebrating confusion. I mean, it's one thing to celebrate diversity. It's another thing to celebrate mental illness. And when someone has serious problems they need help with, <laughs> that we actually uh, accept their fantasy. As he always says, if your child decides they are a unicorn, you don't stick them out in a shed in the garden and feed them grass. And the same thing is, if your boy thinks they're feminine, or the girl thinks they're masculine, you don't go and cut their bits off and sexually abuse them, which is what our society is now doing, and that is the norm. And parents will be parents will lose their children if they don't conform to this new evil, which is what it is. And you can't even say that on all different platforms, which is why we're not on YouTube. So we need to we we will put up short videos on YouTube, but we had to pull all our videos because we got two strikes, and the two strikes were on videos from ages ago, like nine months ago, and I realized that they will just hit you. Uh, Twitter is looking better today, and whether it actually becomes a free speech platform, who knows? But that is moving in the right direction. Uh, Getter is in the right direction, so that's why our focus is on that. But Twitter is an interesting. Uh, long bet but youtube doesn't let you say anything as you know so we can't critique covid we can't uh critique islam we can't say a whole range of things and that's why we don't stream on youtube anymore we will work out a way we will get there in the end but individual conscience what do you believe what are you prepared to stand up for are you prepared to speak and do what is right or do you keep your head down now i say during the covid tyranny continues but whenever we were all locked away it was illegal to step outside your front door uh, people came out they demonstrated they pushed back i think the state won but there was a a bulldog spirit in britain that could have been a lot stronger much stronger in other countries. You see the French out in their yellow jackets, yellow vests, fighting back aggressively. We didn't have that boldness. We didn't have that confidence. We didn't have that sense of identity. I mean, a Frenchman is French, and he takes pride in that. A British man is, oh, well, you know, bit of everything. There is no sense of Britishness or Englishness. I think English is even worse. British, there is a sense of Britishness. Uh, there's a sense of Northern Irish. There's a sense of Irish. There's a sense of Scots. There's a sense of Welsh. What is it with the English that are so beaten down? They cannot stand up and declare what they are, who they are, and take pride in their identity. That's a whole different conversation. I'm not going to speak into that as someone from Northern Ireland because I'm not English. So I'll let an English person come on and we'll get Jared Batten on sometime and he can talk about that. That'd be good. Should we have Jared back on? 
I'll nudge him. I will get Jared. Actually, if you want Jared to come back on, go and spam his getter page. Tell him how he has to come on Heart to Vogue. And tell us what Englishness is about and how you fight for Englishness. I'm looking at your comments. So, Chris Davis, Alex Jones was right. It's true. Alex Jones, where Tommy's an angel, I think Alex Jones is some kind of prophet. Not in every way. Some people would say he's just unhinged and mad. But I think a lot of the stuff he has said has come to pass. Maybe how he puts it across is, is an unusual way. He's an unusual conduit for some of the information. But often you look back and you think, actually, he was bang on. Uh, <coughs> oh. uh, Getter is certainly better. Niamhon Getter says there's a massive psyop at play here. Yes, and that again, it's not it's not something I've gone massively deep into. Chris Davis says, speaking of it's difficult when you've got bills to pay and mouths to feed, and that's what they prey on. Yes, they do. And it is up to us to stand up and say what we believe is so important and we care for our nation, our community, our neighborhoods, our friends so much we will fight for something, but it's to do it wisely. But you're right, they will hit you on everything and try and silence you. And how can you push back and speak truth? And all speaking up always has a cost. There's no way around that. Speaking up has a cost. I remember whenever I went to City Hall to work with Peter Will and David Curtin, uh, the UKIP group in City Hall at the time, and the inclusion and diversity officer vetoed my employment. And I had to go in and argue my case. And the reason was what I'd said about Islam was not accepted as it was hateful. And I went in and I'd argue my position. And I was, thankfully, I was able to argue my position and help them understand that my issues with the ideology of Islam, and I hate that, I hate Islam, just like I hate communism. You can hate an ideology and disagree with it completely, but you actually can love and care for the people. So just because I hate communism, it doesn't mean I hate those who lived under communism. I feel sorry for them, want to free them from that. You can say the same about Islam or any totalitarian regime, if you disagree with it, that's hit, hitting the ideology, but not hitting the individual. And my hope, my prayer, is that those who are within those ideologies, trapped within them, that they're able to free themselves to see what is true and to walk away from that. I'd love them to walk away and become a Christian because I think that's the truth. Uh, but I want them at least to walk away from what holds them and constrains them from being able to think and see clearly. And when they're in that state of being able to see things clearly and differently, then they can make a decision where they go with their lives. But when they're trapped in an ideology, they cannot see anything. They don't have freedom to choose. Any dissent is punished. And we saw that during the, well, during the COVID lockdown, zero COVID policy in China, but we saw it all over the world, really. So it wasn't just simply China. So individual conscience, what are we prepared to do? How important is it to stand up for what is true and what is right? 
put your thoughts down. Let me know. Because there will be a cost to pay, absolutely. And is the cost worth doing what is right, doing good, speaking truth? Is it worth it? And have we protected ourselves from that financially? Have we prepared for dark times? Because dark times are coming anyway. Whether or not you accept it or not, whether or not you speak up or stay silent, whether you're complicit or whether you push back, dark times and difficult times will hit you. So you have to choose what you want to do within that. Do you want to be a voice of reason? Do you want to be a light in the darkness? Do you want to speak truth? Or will you just go along with the masses and do your told? And I know that you watching, that you listening are not sheeple. You will do, you will go your own way. And if you did it during the COVID tyranny, then you continue with everything that's coming. Know what you believe, know what is right, know what is true for you as an individual. Make up your mind and decide what you will do. Get ready to step outside your comfort zone and stand up for what is right. Now, I cannot make that choice for you. Each of us will decide what the cost should be or level in standing for truth. And we all have to make that decision. Because if what is coming is what has been predicted by Robert Malone's, by the Naomi Wolf's, by the Steve Bannon's, by the, uh, we've had so many people on, Peter McCulloch, what they're saying, Ed Dowd, if it is coming and it's planned, and it's intentional, and it's got a purpose and a plan of absolute control. What are you going to do within that? And none of us have experienced this, unless, unless you're, yeah, unless you're like 40, 50 and lived under communism, and I have not, so I do not know what that is like to live under a regime that strips away your rights and punishes you and strips away your individu- individuality and treats you like part of the system and not as a unique individual that possesses talents and has self-worth. Individually, you have worth because of who you are. Each person has individual worth. We are not a collective, we are individuals. We all have to make that, we all have to make that choice. Now, do you have anything else to say on it? I don't think so. Um, I just realize that we are going into really dark times. Um, it concerns me, absolutely. And it concerns me how I respond and how I react to that and what I do and how it affects my family, how it affects my friends. We all have things we can lose, all of us. Um, we are renting property. We are mortgaged on a property. Uh, most of us do not actually own the property you're in with the land and full control, even if you own the property you're in, maybe you don't own the land, maybe you rent the land. Uh, very few of us are in full control. We have children. We have a powerful state that is dictating what they learn and what they know and how we treat them. We have banks that can restrict. At a moment, was it Nigeria that restricted the withdrawals to $45? That was, was that yesterday? And many countries, India is moving towards, by the end of next year, having a central bank digital currency. By the end of next year, that then will be a full control system of all your finances. 
if you spend too much on meat, hmm, that's no meat for next month. You spend too much on alcohol, your account is suspended. You travel at the wrong time, uh, you'll be punished. You fill up your car twice with petrol in a month, well, you lose your rights to a car. I mean, it goes on and on and on. You watch the wrong thing on TV, you watch the wrong thing on the internet, then you get a knock from social services about your children and the impact upon them. You attend church on a Sunday, oh, we need to re-educate you. You've been indoctrinated. It goes on and on. And this um, CBDC, a centralized digital currency controlled by the government and digital ID, those are the two that are the biggest threat to us, I think, as a society, economically and in terms of control. And we have to know what we do to fight back against that. And we are, if you don't think we are in a fight, go away and think again. We are in the middle of a fight for truth and for freedom and for individual responsibility, for freedom of choice. The state or have taken control of every institution. Um, and that's where we're moving, to full government control and tyranny. I can't see any. That's And I'm only halfway down the rabbit hole on the deep state. So I think that's quite a mild assessment. It could be much worse than that, but that's a fairly, that is a fairly mild assessment. Let me know your thoughts here on Getter. Um... And anywhere else. Well, Getter's only one I can I can pull up at the moment. Do, do, do. Julie says most people are waking up though. I I think a lot of people are. It's what they do with that information or whether they are or uh or whether they just turn on their TV and disappear into escapism, or whether they'll stand up and do what's right. Um, he's always thinking, I do not care about the cost. I will not go quietly into the night. Come on, preach it, sister. Abs- enough is enough, yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris Davis, 33. Peter, do you do any of the Conservative MPs defect to the Reform Party before the next election? I don't know when I've yet. Uh, the Reform Party is like a fiscal Conservative Party. But I don't know whether they've got the ability or the desire to, and to actually step into the social issues and really make a difference. And again, I use the term, I don't link it to them necessarily, but if you want a controlled opposition, um, or Judas Goat, which David Vance talks about, which someone reminded me of that term yesterday when I met them, um, I don't know always what we see as what is truly happening we do not know who's behind it. We do not know who has planted things. We don't know who has planted stories. You know, when I always see a story now, a news item, I think, why? okay, I read the news item. One thing, one side is that's a new story of something that supposedly happened. The second thing is, why is that being put out now? Is there a reason? And I'm always curious to think, why are we being given information at certain times? And I think, well, you know that, Often the stories that we are given are not just items of information. They're items that are put out to control and manipulate and to push us in a certain direction. And we saw all that with during COVID. 
the many stories about people, I didn't take my job and now I'm about to die. Or I didn't take my job and I killed my granny. Time and time again. And all BS, and yet that's how the media, that's information, that's how news is used to coerce us into doing what the government wants us to do. Julie says, keep my faith, the good will shine through. Yeah. Christy, I'm saying, turn off your electric car and turn off your smart meters and turn off your bank account. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Hart says, remain inoculated. So people will. Oh. Jody Stefan. Jody, let me. Jody's got a, a Stars and Stripes beside her. She says, I lost my job teaching knitting lessons at a store in Berkeley, in Berkeley because I worked to recall Newsom. Are we prepared to get rid of the evil in our society? And Newsom is evil. I was going to say, as are many of the Democrats, uh, Republicans as well. But there are people who are evil. I mean, Newsom used the Bible. He put up billboards to push abortion and use Bible text to do it by saying, love your neighbor. I mean, whenever you get the stage where you use the Bible to encourage the murder of children, that's how sick and evil he is. That's Gavin Newsom. And sadly, <coughs> my Californian friends tried to get rid of him. I talked to many people and didn't work. I don't know actually whether we can win. And put, let me finish off actually to see how we can win. Because I don't know if we can actually win using the political system. And I've talked for like, goodness, sorry, I talked for 51 minutes. So how do I do it? <laughs> I, I don't I didn't have a script. I thought I always had bullet points in front of me. I thought, no. Um I don't need any. We'll just talk. And I'm sorry, I've taught. We'll finish give me two or three minutes and we'll finish. I haven't a chance to drink my whiskey. I need more ice. Chris, Chris, more ice. Can we win using the systems we have in place? I don't think so. And I think in the US, the midterms prove that. And I think we all need to take notice of what happened there. Because we can be led to believe that we can find salvation in an institution. And we can work hard at that. At the last moment, it can be pulled away. That's what happened in the election. That... And I that I wanted to catch up with Steve Bannon when it was over, and he was over in the he wasn't um he wasn't in DC at the time. Uh, and I know Steve talked about the midterms we have to fight. We do have to fight. We have to use the institutions available to us. <clears throat> but we have to also realize whether or not we will have success with them. And if we can't win using the institutions, then how do we win? What avenues do we use? What methods are in place? Are we building institutions? I mean one thing I love about Gab, and we haven't really had any traction on Gab. Uh, we'll use anything. We haven't had a lot of traction on Gab, but one thing about Andrew Torb is talking about a, a parallel society, and I like that concept, that idea, and that's where we have to move towards, have a parallel society, a parallel economic society, where we actually buy and sell and trade amongst those of like-minded people who love our nation and want to see truth and don't want state interference, and want the best for kids, and don't want the state to chop off bits of our kids and sexually abuse them. I want the right to be able to go to church or whatever religious institution you want to, 
and want the right to believe what you want to believe, want the right to think what you want to think. If we want that, we have to connect with each other. We have to be on the same wavelength. And why should we buy from someone who, like, I, and I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone else. I'm saying, say, listen to what I'm saying and not always what I do, because all of this is a learning process. If we buy from Amazon, which funds abortions, is that right? If we buy from Amazon that will fund the LGBT agenda, is that right? No. And we need to change that. We need a parallel economy where we are trading, we are buying, we are engaging with each other economically with each other. Instead of globalization where we buy and sell with anyone and from anyone, no, we need to do it together of like-minded people who believe in right, wrong, and truth. We need communication networks that can connect and cannot be shut down. We need to be able to travel freely without state interference and being told you cannot because you don't have this stamp in your bit of paper. And without that stamp, we control and you cannot do what you want to do. What happens if you can't buy an airline ticket unless you use your central bank digital currency? What happens if the government say you've already travelled once this year? Greta Thun, sorry, Greta Thunberg has dictated no more travel. You're only allowed one travel, or you're killing the planet. Therefore, you only get one trip here. What happens if you need to travel more than that? We need parallel economy. We need separate systems whereby we are. Not not survive not just surviving, no, where we are excelling, where we are living, where we are being abundant in what we do. That means on the food side, we need to go back and I don't know how this happens. Look, I'm in a flat in a high-rise block in London. How, how does that happen? That I I don't have a, a one, two, four, ten acres I can grow. We have a small allotment, tiny allotment, that wouldn't feed us. We'd shrivel away and die if that was the case. I, would, I, would, I could shrivel away a little bit. but So where do we go with that? We need cooperatives, cooperation, connections. We need groupings where we can actually do what has to be done in like a commune, like a kibbutz type of thing. That's me what we need, like a kibbutz. Like that environment where it's self-sufficient, where you look after yourselves and where if everything else is crashing and burning, then actually we are fine. We are looking after each other. We are doing what is right. A heart of a kibbutz. I like that idea. <laughs> I like that idea. I think on that, we might finish off. I think I could talk for another hour or two. But I won't. Can I point you up there again to which one? That one? That poster. Change the rules. Let me show it to you. Oh, oh, there's a microphone behind us. There you go. I think that's what we have to do. We have to change the rules. We have to not accept what is put in front of us. We have to question what is put in front of us. And we have to think, just because it's A, B, and C, we can do X, Y, and Z. We have to rethink how we do things. We have to rethink how we live. We have to rethink how we communicate. We have to re, re review how, how we connect with each other in every way if we're going to survive what's coming. And again, I'm just halfway down the rabbit hole. 
I mean, if you're fully down the depopulation rabbit hole, then it's even darker. So if I'd if I had Liz or Liz Phillips on or someone else, it would be more depressing. Or Gerard on it even more. So I'm just on that level. But we have to be serious about this and we have to be intentional. So can I ask you to go away and think individual conscience about being intentional about doing what is right, about not just thinking what we need to do, but doing what we need to do. So individual conscience is nothing if it's just in your head and a thought process. Individual conscience has to lead to action. It has to lead to change because if you believe it, and conscience is that's that's what you believe, that's your inner belief, then that will push you to action. If it doesn't push you to action, it's not there. There's nothing there. There's no individual conscience. So go away. When we finish, pour yourself a glass of something. I'll finish my... I've only hit that much, seriously. And have a think of what it means for you. Literally, don't don't just jump off, but have a think tonight, tomorrow, maybe your lunch break tomorrow. What is individual conscience about? What am I prepared to do? What am I willing to do? What is right? Do I confidently know what I believe? And am I willing to step out and make a difference and be a difference? And not just think. What I'm, I'm sick and tired of, talking to people who over two hours in a pub will tell you what we could do. Screw that. Don't tell me what we could do. Think, make it happen. And I hope we can do that together. So on that, I will wish you a wonderful rest of your evening. And when you come back on the next time, we will have, we will have Mary Joseph and little baby Jesus in his manger we will have all that that behind me we'll have a whole nativity and my christmas tree will be more visible for a christmasy feel have a wonderful rest of your evening thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here at hearts of oak thank you so much for being a community here with us at hearts of oak um i wish you all the best in everything you do individually and collectively um, have a wonderful friday and we will see you on saturday with neil mccray hasn't been with us for ages so neil is back with us dr neil mccray back with us for a uh, review of the week's news so tune in on that so i will let me uh, any any last comments sorry 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 no 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 just lots of night 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 Chris, tell me I've got COVID. I better get a booster. Chris, this is my booster. This will boost my immune system. This and all my vitamin tablets and my vitamin D and vitamin C and psyllium and magnesium and zinc and blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. Anyway, on that, I, I feel like Alex Jones selling you vitamin tablets. I need to do that. Hearts of Oak Kibbutz and Hearts of Oak Vitamins, Natural Defense. On that, have a good evening. I thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I will see you on Saturday. So thank you so much and good night. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.